All right, let's try this again. My friends, JT DeBolt here with you for the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. Hopefully, I got this video started off right by going live with the damn thing sideways. All right, thank you, Michelle. I'm so happy that this thing is uh, doing what it's supposed to do. Again, I'm here with my boy, Max. We are on the road. We are uh, on our way uh, out near Mount St. Helens. Uh, there's a park out there, or there's a leadership camp that uh, my daughter, Max's sister, is out. Uh, she's, she is the student body president for her middle school, and so they're doing a, uh, a four-day leadership camp. And so I'm heading out there to go pick her up right now. And it occurred to me yesterday that uh, I had promised you all that I was going to talk about imposter syndrome. And uh, so I initially said, hey, you know, I, I asked my, my sister from another, Mr. Carrie, uh, Hiam, if she and Wit would be willing to take over for today. And she said, yeah, absolutely, we'd be happy to. And then I realized I made a promise to you all that I was going to come out live today and talk about imposter syndrome. So that's what we're going to be talking about. All right. So we're off to the side of the road here, got off the freeway, uh, parked under a tree, which is kind of nice. And we're going to take a few minutes here to talk about uh, what we promised yesterday. So as you're jumping out, let me know where you're tuning in from on the big blue marble. Let me just say good morning. Good afternoon and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern for your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. Alaska in the house. What's going on? Chuck Kewen is in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, Mary's coming in from South Dakota. Uh, lots of folks coming in here. Uh, by the way, side note, uh, it is a beautiful day here. We literally just got out of some of the worst traffic that I've been in in a while. So this is totally awesome. Everything's working out exactly like I had hoped it would be. Uh, and uh, it's, great. it's great to be with you guys. All right, cool. So lots of cool people coming in today. Jan, what's going on? Angeline, hello. How are you from New York? Good to see you. Okay, so let's talk about this. This came up yesterday um, during the Daily Dose. This was brought to us, um, you know, the suggestion was let's talk about uh, imposter syndrome. What's interesting about it is imposter syndrome is a very real thing. Uh, it was actually first diagnosed or created, the term was, was coined back in 1978. Uh, they started to realize that this is about the time uh, the, uh, a lot of women were starting to rise in the ranks of corporate America, especially here in the United States. Now, this is true for across the world, so it's not just an America thing. But they started to see high-performing women start to have this feeling of being sort of in over their heads, so to speak. Uh, this feeling that they were an imposter, like somehow they had lucked their way into their, into their role. So this was a feeling that women were having. They started talking to professionals about it and saying, hey, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm un, unqualified or underqualified to be uh, in the same ranks with my male uh, counterparts. So initially the thought was, hey, this, is, this thing is mostly uh, affects women, this imposter syndrome. Now, if you fast forward to 2006, and even as recently as uh, the last couple of years, we've come to find out that about 70% of all people, especially people who are in a high performance or a high achieving world, i.e. entrepreneurship, uh, or corporate, or even you know, a high level sports, high level uh, entertainment, they have a tendency to feel that they are uh, imposters, like they're frauds. 
70% of people uh, are afflicted by this. And by the way, it's a 50-50 split. Of those 70% of, of everybody who feels this, half are men and half are women. So it's not just um, something that women feel alone. So dudes, uh, you know, it's, it's going to affect us just as much as it's going to affect the amazing women that we work alongside. And I'll actually share my own story about how it's affected me here in just a moment. The other thing you need to know about this, and this is really actually pretty good news, is uh, that this is not a mental condition. All right, so this isn't like OCD. This isn't like uh, you know any any kind of a mental uh, um, illness or any kind of a mental situation. This is actually just something that happens, uh, similar to feeling overwhelmed or feeling uh, a sense of procrastination. Like that's not a mental disorder. Okay, so the good news is if you ever feel yourself in a place where you feel like you're an imposter or a fraud, or you're saying, "Man, I'm not qualified for this," it's okay. It's completely normal. You're part of the 70% of, of the population that feels this. The other thing that you need to know about imposter syndrome is that it typically affects people who are performing at a higher level than the average bear. All right. So it's, it's not one of those things where, oh, all of a sudden I'm, uh, you know, just sort of doing something that's, that's menial tasks, right? You can feel like an imposter typically because you're doing something that's very powerful. All right. So uh, just know that if you've ever felt the sense of imposter syndrome, it's typically because you are pushing yourself past your comfort zone. So here's the question I want to ask. I'm going to give you kind of what imposter syndrome looks like, what it kind of is, and, and I'd love to hear from you if this is something that you feel that you've been afflicted by. Number one, imposter syndrome typically feels like, hey, um, I'm a fraud. I don't belong, I don't belong here. Uh, number two is you might feel like, hey, um, Everybody turns to me and thinks that I'm the expert, but I'm not. Like, who am I to really think this, right? Uh, another thing that you might feel is that uh, you have a sense of responsibility to something and, you've, and you feel like you're not strong enough more, or you're not capable enough or sometimes you don't feel like you're smart enough. If you've ever felt this sense that you're in over your head, that you're not doing the right work, that perhaps you were, you know, you fell into your success by luck, by fortune, uh, by happenstance, Give me a one in the chat box. If you've ever felt this sense of kind of imposter syndrome, Max, have you ever felt imposter syndrome? Uh, <laughs> no, not probably not, right? Max is too cool for school, man. He doesn't feel that kind of stuff. Um, and Max has performed at a high level in the past. All right, so cool. So I see some people dialing one here in the chat box, and that's awesome. That tells me that we can at least have a conversation that we can relate to. Now, here's a couple of things. I'm going to give you five sort of... Uh, I guess, think of them almost as, as uh, identities, all right? Think of them, as it, maybe you relate to this. Um, these are five types, of, like almost like personality traits, if you will, that might lead you into feeling this imposter syndrome in your business and in your life. The first one is the sense that everything has to be perfect, all right? So perfectionism. If you've ever been a perfectionist or felt like, man, everything has to be just right or it doesn't count, or I've got to have all my ducks in a row, or if I don't, I'm going to fail. Perfectionism is a really weird thing. Perfectionism, frankly, if I'm being completely frank with you all, if I'm just going to cut straight to the chase and call it what it is, I'm going to be a little bit harsh here, all right? So no offense to anybody who, who identifies as a perfectionist, but perfectionists are very insecure. 
All right, that's all perfectionism is. It's a sense of insecurity. It's a sense that you're not good enough. It's a sense that your plan, your project, your your mission, your your goal, whatever it is you're working toward, is is too big for you. All right. Sometimes you think, well, I didn't do enough work to get it done right, so I have to stop. I have to go back. I gotta cross all the T's, dot all the I's, blah blah blah. Now listen, here's the part about perfectionism. If you have ever felt like everything has to be perfect, I'm a perfectionist, you have a choice to make right on the spot. And that is to say this, listen, perfectionism gets you nowhere. There's never once, not once in the history of the human race has there ever been a perfect person. Not once. Now you might look around and look at something that you adore, something that you love, something that you think is sweet, something you think is amazing. Maybe it's a product, maybe it's a brand, uh, maybe it's even another human being. You might look at somebody and go, that person's got the perfect life or that seems like their execution is so amazing. And you might think to yourself, that is the gold standard. Now there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with looking at something and seeing excellence. But see, here's the difference. There's a huge difference between excellence and perfectionism. Okay, so perfectionism is an insecurity that we're not good enough. That we have to be perfect in order for it to count. And that is complete BS. That is not the case. That's not reality. What that is, is it's a fear-based reaction to the world around you. as an insecurity that says, I'm not good enough. My thing is not good enough. Whatever the thing is you're working on. So I'm not going to put it out there. I'm going to rewrite this script. I'm, going to, I'm not going to hit go. I'm not going to go live on my Facebook because I'm not ready. Because you want everything to be perfect. This is actually uh, one of the conditions of imposter syndrome when you have perfectionism because you think to yourself, well, if it's not perfect, then I'm not qualified. If I'm not perfect, I'm not qualified. I mean, just go and look at so-and-so. Look at that person. Look at that top earner. Look at that, look at that product, that thing that they did. Look at that webinar they did that just absolutely crushed, right? Perfectionism is a huge, huge indication that you might be suffering from imposter syndrome. And the, uh, by the way, the reverse is also true. If you are somebody who uh, is a prof- or has uh, imposter syndrome, you're like, man, I really feel like I'm just not good enough. Ask yourself, are you looking for perfection? Are you constantly trying to be perfect? If that's the case, here's something that I will give you as a little bit of an antidote. Own and celebrate everything. Own and celebrate everything. So if you consider yourself or you, if, I, if you identify as a perfectionist, own and celebrate everything. That means your victories as much as your defeats. All right? So if you win, if you succeed, don't look at it as dumb luck. You had to have done something right in order to get the result. By the way, we talked about this on a strategy call. I talked about this with one of our awesome students yesterday, and uh, she was talking about this need for results. And she was obsessed with the results, and when she wasn't getting the results, uh, she was starting to, it started to affect her, uh, her confidence. And I said, here's the challenge with that. If you're obsessed over the result and you're allowing it to affect your identity, like who you are and your confidence, what that basically says is you think your results are you. And she said, you're right, I do. And she admitted it right on the spot. She goes, you're right. Um, you know, I kind of identify with my results. If I'm getting great results, then I think I'm great. If I'm not getting results, I think I'm not. Here's the deal. You are not your results, all right? You are your, all your results really are, are a metric, an indication, evidence of the value of your plan and your execution. That's it. That's all a result is. If you get amazing results, that means 
you had a pretty good plan in place and your execution was awesome. That's it. Doesn't mean you're great, doesn't mean you're smart, doesn't mean you're not great or you're not smart. It just means that you had an awesome plan and you executed well, period, end of story. So stop thinking about perfection as being, oh man, I got to be this all being, all thing, this perfect person that's always got their crap together, that's always done up and look, I mean, look at me. I got a ball cap on. I'm in the car on the side of the freaking I-5 in the middle of the state of Washington. This is far from perfect. But I got to tell you, I'm pretty stoked because I have the opportunity to speak to amazing people, i.e. you, and that to me is awesome. So the whole idea behind thinking you're a fraud because you're not perfect is one big thing. Now, another one is kind of what I like to think of is uh, call it the superhero syndrome, the superhero syndrome. And by the way, this is also an insecurity. Hey, Eric, what's up, man? Go Seahawks, brother. Preseason game coming tomorrow night. Going to beat up on the on the Colts. I know it's preseason, but football, football. Anyway, it's the superhero syndrome. All right. So this is another condition that you might feel sometimes. And you see this a lot in people that love to brag about how hard they work or how much they hustle. This whole thing, hustle your face off, melt your face off, out hustle this person, out hustle that. Look at me, I'm hustling 24-7. Those people are extremely insecure. And typically speaking, they have a sense of uh, imposter syndrome. They feel so insecure about who they are that they have to brag and tell everybody how hard they're working. Or they have to post the thing at you know two o'clock in the morning um, when they're when they're at work at their office and they take a picture of an empty parking lot and go, well, I'm here. Where's everybody else? You know, no time for sleep. And they kind of go down that path of this self-righteousness about how hard or how much they're working. Here's the reality. Listen, I'm not here to beat up on people that love that term hustle, but I think it's misunderstood. All right. That insecurity that comes from having to prove yourself to other people, that outward validation, that that obsession and that even really an addiction for that outward um, uh, validation is a huge crush to your soul. You got to be super careful with that, because my friends, listen, if you've got or know somebody in your life who loves to kind of talk about how much they hustle and feels that sense of insecurity, watch them, watch yourself, be very careful with this, because if you have an addiction to that outside validation, that means that inside you're going to just be broken in half when even when you succeed is what's what's horrible about it is you can do something amazing you can actually get a great result and then feel empty all of a sudden you're like well that's all there was here's the thing if if we're constantly constantly pushing to get everybody else's acceptance or approval then it's a, it's a road that will never end you're, you're going to be constantly searching for that. And it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter whether you rank advance. It doesn't matter whether you're a six, seven, eight, nine figure earner. It doesn't, nothing will ever fill that gap because you're saying to yourself, I need the rest of the world to validate me and tell me how awesome I am, how hard I'm working. The value isn't in how hard you're working. And I love hard work. I think hard work's one of the sexiest things on the planet. The value is in how you show up, how you show up, okay? Are you showing up with a sense of purpose? Are you showing up with an intention to help other people? Are you showing up on a daily basis no matter how you feel? Like, if you feel like crap, if you've got a headache, if you've got a backache, um, if you had a bad day, this person that you love the most kicked your ass, somebody, uh, you know, left you, 
I was talking to a woman the other day and she said her partner, her business partner of like 10 years turned her back on her out of the blue because she started having better results than her. The question is, how do you show up after something like that? Because if you can find the the, the value in yourself, if you can find the value in how you show up, that, my friends, all the results in the world will come at you. They'll flow to you so fast you won't know what to do with it. The money, the accolades, the, the, all the stuff that you want to achieve in your business, all those like check marks, those things are valuable. Okay. They really are, but they're not you. The point to this is to be a superhero, to have this kind of superhero syndrome will feed the imposter syndrome to feel like you got to outdo everybody else, to feel like you have to be up at this level in order to be valuable in the eyes of other people, man, that is a, that, that is a road to nowhere. All right. So I want you to be careful about that. Now, there's another condition, by the way. I see some people jumping in here. I don't need that validation. Uh, I love the journey I'm on right now with a sense of purpose. Coming from Angeline, that is spoken like a true champion. I love to hear that kind of stuff. By the way, if this is working, if this is resonating, if this makes sense to you, give me, a, give me a, like a peace sign, all right? Uh, I felt crappy yesterday, but I still worked out without worrying about my results, says Eric. Listen, dude, that's what I'm talking about. I had the same thing, I think it was on Monday. I just did not feel good. And my wife and I went to the gym. We ripped off our burpees. It was the worst set of burpees I had done in like the last several weeks. Yesterday I went for a run. First time, I really the second time I've been able to run in almost six months. Uh, I ran a, a half a mile. I mean, listen, you could practically crawl a half a mile, right? But my wife and my son were there with me. They were supporting me. I was powering through the knee pain. And it was like, it was glorious, right? It was... The, it's nothing exciting. It was a half mile, but for me, that was the longest I had run in almost eight months. So it was pretty cool. And that's the kind of stuff that you got to get pretty stoked about, right? Okay. Now there's a third type of behavior pattern or a third type of characteristic, third type of even, even think of it like a personality trait that might lead you into, um, having imposter syndrome. And that is feeling like you're a natural at something or being told you're a natural. Some people are like, Hey, you're a natural, uh, you're naturally good with numbers, right? Or you're a natural leader. I hear this from this, this happens a lot in the work that I do, um, with high performing people, especially executives and entrepreneurs is people say, Hey, you're a natural leader or you're a natural entrepreneur. Uh, this sense that you're a natural at something means, Hey, you're supposed to be good at it. Well, all of a sudden, you show up into a room with people who are awesome and you're like, oh shit. You know, like you have this sense like, like, like you don't qualify. And here's my story. I promised I was going to tell you a couple years ago, a few years ago, um, I was part of a mastermind, a mastermind group, private mastermind. And we met, uh, at my friend's amazing condo in downtown Las Vegas. Now this condo is gorgeous, right? It's this multi-million dollar condo overlooking the strip. It was beautiful, and uh, for three days we're we're holed up in his office or in his in his condo. It's beautiful, like palatial place, and I'm in a room with about 25 very high, powerful dudes. Uh, they were all men, just so you know, not to be sexist or exclusive, but they, it just happened to be that they were all men in this room at this time. These guys. We're all, so the guy that was putting it on, my, my good friend was putting on, uh, is a high nine figure earner. All right. So just before he did this uh, particular, uh, mastermind, he actually did a multi-million dollar launch. It was like $1.3 million launch in 30 days. They did a launch and inside of 30 days, they, they grossed 
$1.3 million, right? That's the level of people we're playing with here. Some other guys had multiple um, eight-figure businesses. There was a couple guys that were national, or I should say international brands. They had all kinds, just like conglomerate level businesses, right? We're talking impact level businesses. At the time, just for me to fly from where I, at the time we were living in Idaho, and I flew from Idaho to, uh, to Las Vegas on Spirit Airlines, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of flying Spirit Airlines, but it is awful. It is the worst experience, bar none, I've ever had on an airline, and it's happened to me twice. So I highly recommend staying away from Spirit Airlines. I don't mean to disparage a brand, but for crying out loud, if you got a, a choice between walking and flying Spirit Airlines, consider walking. Anyway, it was the cheapest airfare I could find, and I'm staying in a hotel I couldn't afford, and I'm sitting in this room with all these guys that could pretty much buy the airline if they wanted to, right? And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing here? Like, how did I qualify to be here? And then the moment of truth comes. We're in there talking and we, we get on this topic of leadership, like how to build a team and how to do this. And these guys, these dudes, these really successful people are, are having these challenges. And the guy putting on the event, my, my, my good friend, turns to me and he goes, JT, you're the leadership guy. What say you? I'm like, you got to be kidding, right? For like what felt like an eternity, I'm dying inside. I'm thinking, dude, you, me, you want me to, you want me to answer this question right here, right now in front of this room. These dudes have forgotten more about leadership than I have. And he goes, Hey, you're the expert, man. You're the combat decorated Navy pilot. You're the guy that served on the ground in Iraq. You've seen shit worse than we're ever going to see. What might you say to this? What, what might you suggest? And I just gave him some basic stuff. I mean, I was like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? I just kind of did what I do, right? And all of a sudden, these guys are like, their eyes are lighting up. Like it was something so amazing. And it wasn't. It was just what I knew to say. And my point to telling you this story is that if you are ever, you know, sort of identified as the natural. Hey, dude, you're a natural born leader. You're a natural born entrepreneur. You're a natural born uh you know, whatever it is, you get my point. It can be very intimidating because all of a sudden you think you have to live up to something, some level that doesn't feel right to you. Here's the key to it. You got what it takes for other people, especially somebody that's that successful to see that greatness in you might be an indication that it's time for you to start seeing the greatness in yourself. Does that make sense? Hey, if this is making sense as I pull this thing off, Give me a five in the chat box. If this makes sense to you, if you're like, yep, I totally get it. Uh, Angelina says, thanks for the heads up on Spirit Airlines. I feel bad. I probably should have never said what airline it was because I don't like to bash, uh, especially brands and companies. They're doing the best they can, but man, it. sorry, I'm not going any more into that. If this is working for you guys, give me a five in the chat box. I want to make sure that the message is landing. Hey, Courtney, what's going on? Okay, how you doing, buddy? We're almost done. So lots of fives coming in. Okay, there's two more, two more that I want to share with you. And I guess the best way for me to put this is where you, you have to understand um, that this happens more often than you realize. The first one is the lone wolf. 
this idea where you're going to go off on your own. You're just, you're a fine, you, I don't want to be around other people. I got this thing figured out. I also have suffered from this, right? I like, I'm a naturally somebody who is very, I'm a very private person. I like to be with my family. I like to be with my close friends. I'm not an extrovert. I don't like to be out there with a lot of people. If you identify with yourself as a lone wolf, um, be careful because as a lone wolf, you can set yourself up for imposter syndrome real fast. In your mind, you might be thinking, well, my best value is when I'm by myself. I don't have to worry about affecting other people. I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to have to let people down. I don't want to have to upset people. I certainly don't want to be responsible for their results. Here's the good news. You're not. You could build the biggest downline in your business. You could have the most successful business in the industry. And you are not responsible for other people's results. You're not. I don't care what kind of example you set. They might look at you and go, wow, look at the results that person's got. They're amazing. Look how fluid they are on their Facebook lives. Look how amazing they are with how they lead people and treat people and do things. Look at all the money they make. That must be exactly how it goes. Here's the good news. You're not a fraud for getting results. And you're also not responsible for other people getting the results you got. That's on them. Period. Doesn't matter. I don't care how smart or how, how gifted a person is. We are all responsible for our own results. So if you ever say to yourself, but JT, listen, man, I just would rather be on my own. Be careful about that. Lone wolves very rarely make it. A true wolf, a true alpha wolf leads or is part of a pack. And here's the good news. When you surround yourself with high value people, they will lift you up. And a lot of cases, they may actually have that imposter syndrome too. They may see it in you and go, hey, listen, come on, baby, bring it in. Let's give us, let's get a group hug going. And now let's rally and get back on track. Does that make sense? Because listen, here's the deal. Being a lone wolf is fine, but it's very limiting. Know that. Being, having the sense of being an imposter, being a fraud, being a fake, it's normal, but it's also a decision. And that's the last thing I want to tell you is the, the fifth one is, is this idea of being an expert. Sometimes we're seen as experts. It drives me nuts. I, I had somebody refer to me as an expert uh, on a news interview. I was on a like live TV news interview uh, a few years back, and they kept referring to me as an expert. And I, it was very uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me to be called an expert. The idea behind that is, is that somebody else sees the value in what you do. They see the value in your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience. And so in their mind, you are an expert. Julie Burke has a great saying, a fourth grader is a god to a second grader. And a lot of times we talk about this in the workshops because that's all you have to do. You just have to be two steps ahead of somebody in order to lead them to whatever it is they want to do. You have to have the compassion, right? And the vision to be able to guide them but you don't have to hold their hand through it. But a lot of times they're gonna see you as an expert even if you're just starting out and that is okay. Don't worry about whether you're an expert or not, it doesn't matter. And you certainly don't have to be an expert to lead other people. You just have to care enough to guide them down the path, to get them from where they are right now and then let them take over from there, all right? Be there to encourage them, be there to hold them accountable, be them to kick their ass if you have to, but by all means, if you get this idea where you have to be an expert or people see you as an expert and you're like, oh, I'm not an expert. I'm not qualified for that. Stop. Back off the ledge just a little bit. In their eyes, you're an expert and that's all that matters. All right? Don't feel the pressure to always think you got to be number one. 
Don't feel the pressure that you've got to be the, the smartest, the fastest, the strongest, the most capable, the best results. It's all a fabrication in our minds. If you ever feel this sense of imposter syndrome, remember, it's a choice. And just like anything else, just like any feeling in the world, happiness, joy, sadness, whatever it is, in a moment, you have the decision to stay with that or to shift it. It's your decision, my friends. That's all it takes. Listen, I got to get going back on the road. I'm going to go grab him a little snack. We're going to hit the road and go grab our amazing daughter and uh, hopefully see you guys next week sometime. I'm not sure exactly what my schedule is for the Daily Dose, but I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Super, super appreciate you guys coming out here. All your comments. What's going on, Danielle? Good to see you. Jennifer King in the house. Um, Love to see you guys. Appreciate you guys coming out here every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Great to have you with us on the Daily Dose. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far, and drop that imposter syndrome. All right, guys. Love you. Talk to you soon.